1: Hello, hello, hello. Okay, here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. Here's a a little notation uh, for you from scientific blogging. The most violent era in America was before Europeans arrived. Quick excerpt. There's a mythology about the Native Americans, that they were peaceful and in harmony with nature. It's easy to create narratives when there is no written record. But archaeology keeps its own history, and a new paper finds that the 20th century, with its hundreds of millions dead in wars, and in the case of Germany, China, Russia, and other dictatorships, genocide, was not the most violent on a per capita basis. That honor may belong to the Central Mesa Verde of Southwest Colorado and the Pueblo Indians. Writing in the journal American Antiquity, Washington State University archaeologist Tim Kohler and colleagues document how nearly 90% of human remains from that period had trauma from blows to either their heads or parts of their arms. This will not be taught at any college that I can think of. Maybe Hillsdale might mention it, but it won't be taught. I have worked on this issue of hatred of Western civilization for as long as I have been alive, really. Well, not as long as I've been alive. I didn't when I was six, but pretty early on. You know, it is very difficult to come up with an answer, why do the Jesse Jacksons, if you remember his name, and the entire left, the educated elite, hate the best thing in civilization terms ever invented, all the bad of the West of western civilization i mean not I don't count communism and Nazism. As West they they occurred in Western civilization, but they were not part of Western civilization. They rejected that as well. It it is very difficult to understand why people hate something that has been so good to them. Uh, and uh, I'm telling you, it, it, it the answer is is clearly psychological because there is no empirical basis for it. Why do you hate the West? Hey, hey, ho, ho, Western Civ has got to go. Jesse Jackson chanted that at Stanford University, which has gotten rid of Western civilization. Uh, DEI, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, is the cover name for Loathing of the West before it was taken down was it blm that had an example of white white supremacist thought of the nuclear family remember that yeah they said they were against it yeah yeah they were against it yeah so i don't i don't have a complete answer i, I will give you a partial answer and i feel bad because i My task is to try to explain things that happen. Why people hate the West, why people hate America. Uh, I'm talking about Americans in particular. These are not easily answered questions. You can't, well, what they say, you have to first ask, what do they say? They say it's because of all the evil that Western civilization countries have done like colonialism after all the the hatred of the most decent country in the middle east israel i mean there's no close second is uh, is is framed in colonialist colonized terms like israel is a colonial state a colonialist state and was it colonialist 2,000 years ago? Was it colonialist 2,600 years ago when there were states there, Jewish states there? So what if they invent colonization where in the past they they didn't? I, it's, the absurdity of it is in the league of men give birth. So here, so here is what I I think. Given that there was nothing better, there was nothing I don't think close. I'm sorry, this is not hatred. <laughs> this is it's either true or not true. That it, it, in terms of developing a civilization in in, in which its people have rights, especially women. Where, wherein you have advanced arts and medicine and so on. There, there was nothing in the indigenous people's world prior to the West that is comparable. They didn't even have alphabets. They didn't write. That's That's relevant. So... I think there, there, what is going on here is that people who lack a an, another sense of purpose and mission in life have taken this on to fill that void. You can't live without purpose. You can, you can live without almost anything but food, but you cannot live without purpose. And for vast numbers, and this, of course, repeats the basic theme of all of my radio and, and writing, you can't build purpose. Well, excuse me, you can. They have done this. But secularism knocks out the sense of purpose that almost every person in Western civilization had as a result of religion. God and religion were the things in the west that gave and patriotism nationalism if you will which has a, a bad name for for because people have used it for bad but there's nothing people have not used for bad so now there is a purpose i am for the colonized i am for the marginalized which means that Basically, it's not just non-white. It's non-West in their minds. If you, defend, if you defend the West, you're considered a white supremacist. Even the notion that there are correct answers, one correct answer in math was declared by the Oregon Education Department to be white supremacist. I think there's another reason for the hatred of the West. The West is based on the idea whether always honored or not, and that wasn't always honored, but certainly it has been for decades, and that is merit. And with the exception, and a terrible exception, of racism, which obviously ended merit. That's what that's what prevailed, as one man uh, wrote, who went to uh, Harvard. wrote He was with U.S. Aid in Latin America for decades, and he wrote, "Why did North America prosper and South America didn't? Latin America didn't, include Central America." And he said the reason, one big reason, is familism. North America was, you you got a job on merit. In Latin America, you got a job on blood. You're the son, you're the daughter, you're the brother, well, usually male. You're the brother or you're the son or you're the cousin or you're the in-law. Whereas in North America, especially the United States, You got it because you were the best man for the job. We'll be back. The Dennis Prager Show. There are many good reasons to buy gold and silver. Bank failures, digital currency volatility. Emerging market countries trying to topple the dollar as a global reserve currency. This is Dennis Prager for AmFed, Coin, and Bullion. My choice. For precious metals, if you ask my friend and AMFED owner Nick Grovich to simplify the case for precious metals, he'll tell you when President Roosevelt recalled the gold in circulation and paid people with paper money, they received a $20 bill for a $20 gold piece. Today, that $20 bill won't even fill half of your gas tank. But the gold piece is worth about $2,000, which would you rather own? So let's simplify the reasons to use AmFed Coin and Bullion. Nick's been in this industry over 42 years, and he's proud of providing transparency and fair pricing to build trusted relationships. If you're interested in buying or selling, call Nick and his team at AmFed Coin and Bullion, 800-221-7694, AmericanFederal.com, AmericanFederal.com. The the search for meaning is a big factor in in the hatred of the West. Another is the seek, seeking of power for the elites. And I'll tell you something about intellectuals. This I I learned many many year, years ago. Professors, as a general rule, have uh, uh, a real problem with the fact. That they are not regarded by the average citizen as the elite of society. That they are toothless, that they are powerless. Politicians have the power, pundits have the power. Nobody cares. Nobody could name. There's a good chance that if you live in Wisconsin, you cannot name a single professor at the University of Wisconsin. That drives them crazy. They want to be powerful, they want to be influential, and they want to be famous. So how do you achieve that? If you if you are in the Department of English at Penn, and all you do is teach Shakespeare and Dickens and other great writers and Melville, great writers of the English language, you are not going to make a name for yourself. You will do great work, but you won't make a name for yourself. But if you teach diversity, equity, and inclusion, if you teach that America sucks, and I almost never use the term, but that's that's how they teach it, if you teach that you are living in this racist, imperialist, colonialist, ra- I said racist, that's worth saying again, country, ah, uh, then there's a chance... You will have influence. The whole the whole thing is a, is a fraud, a a gigantic fraud. And if you are raised to believe this, then you then the next generation believes it. And that's what we're seeing: the next generation, people educated in loathing of the West. The idea of merit is is inherently racist because they don't they don't judge a system by its equality but by its equity does the result add up to equity are the same percentage of physicists uh, of, the, of the hundred leading physicists let's say Are 50% women? Then clearly it's a sexist system. Is 12% black? Clearly it's a sexist system. I noted to you the uh, article in the New York Times within the last few days celebrating couples who wed, got married uh, at the end of the year, I guess, And, oh yes, it was an article about how they arranged really romantic and fun proposals for marriage. And ten couples were featured, five were same-sex, five were opposite-sex. Fifty percent of the couples in this country are not same-sex. Maybe five percent are, maybe three percent are. But that's, that gives the New York Times a sense of purpose. We're furthering the cause of gay equality, really equity. There is gay equality. That's, so those are some of the roots of the hatred of the society. There's a very, uh, very troubling piece in the Wall Street Journal... Alarm grows over weakened militaries and empty arsenals in Europe. Remember how Donald Trump raised that issue? Remember that? Why are you guys not spending what you're supposed to on, on defense? And he really, he really bother, bothered them. Donald Trump doesn't care if he's hated, which is a very good trait in a, in a president. He had bad traits. He has, he has bad traits. But he was a marvelous president. I won't rewrite history. I thought he was a great president when he was president. I think he was a great president now that he's not president. That doesn't mean that he should be the nominee. It doesn't mean he shouldn't be the nominee. I'm just talking about his presidency. The British military, the leading U.S. military ally and Europe's biggest defense spender. Guess I want you to all think about this. Maybe you too. I don't know if you remember the number. Do you remember the number? Okay. How many deployable tanks do you think the, the Britain has? That's it's the second most uh, important uh, spender or the, Europe's biggest defense spender, leading U.S. military ally. Number of deployable tanks. I'm
0: going to say 500.
1: You're going to say 500? That low? It's one hundred fifty. Yeah, one hundred fifty tanks that can be used. Britain and uh, long-range artillery pieces. Are you ready? I have to laugh because I. The alternative is to cry. Twelve. Perhaps it says perhaps (laughs) twelve. So bare was the cupboard that last year the British military considered sourcing multiple rocket launchers from museums to upgrade and donate to Ukraine. France, the next biggest spender, has fewer than 90 heavy artillery pieces, equivalent to what Russia loses roughly every month uh, in, uh, on the Ukraine battlefield. Denmark has no heavy artillery, no submarines, no air defense system. Germany's army has enough ammunition for two days. Germany, two days ammunition.
2: Guess who they depend
1: on. Well, all right, so my producer said to me, guess who they depend on? Let me think. Turkey or Canada or the U.S.? Dennis Prager here with a man I have come to admire for his work. So when I asked him, what do you do? This is the title he gave, Wealth Architect.
0: Very simply put, I am a wealth architect that helps my clients accelerate the way they grow your wealth. It's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. The Internal Revenue Code is embedded with a number of things that you can take advantage of. It's what I call playing tax chess. We take the time to play tax chess in your favor. We tend to give our clients unbiased independent advice across all areas in their financial life because we have no incentive to sell anything. We can't just take your information, say in February or March, prepare the returns and say, oh, these are the things you should have done. It's too late. You need to meet with me now. Because oftentimes, after the close of the calendar year, some of the strategies that we implement in your financial life can't be implemented retroactively.
1: You have, in fact, saved me a serious amount of money. Head to charlesdumbeckcom slash Prager to schedule your meeting today. I've had Julie Kelly on a number of times for good reason, because she knows so much. She writes a Substack. She writes a Substack column called Declassified. She's written extensively on the January 6th political prisoners. They are indeed political prisoners. I know a few of them. Her latest book is January 6th, How Democrats Use the Capitol Protest to Launch a War on Terror Against the Political Right. By the way, uh, the, the week that it happened. The week after January 6th, I said that they will use the January 6th events the way the Germans used it to uh, end freedom in Germany with the Reichstag fire. And that's exactly what has happened. So, Julie Kelly, hi there.
3: Hi, Dennis. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for having me on.
1: Yeah, Happy New Year is a wish, not a declaration <laughs> of fact, but I I, I thank you. I, I'm, I'm, w- I'm with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, tell us about Ray Epps.
3: So Ray Epps, I know you're astute listeners and viewers are well aware who he is. Um, he is the January 6th protester, insurrectionist, I guess we're supposed to call him, Uh, For some reason, he gets kid glove treatment. So he was in Washington on the 5th and 6th. He was at um, Black Lives Matter Square that night urging people to go into the Capitol. He's seen, uh, you know, before the actual protest began on Capitol grounds around one o'clock. He's before that directing people where to go. Ray Epps is sort of the Where's Waldo of January 6th. He was at the first breach point, whispering in the ear of a man named Ryan Samsel, who is responsible for um, overrunning that first barricade on the west side of, of the campus. Ray Epps ran up the stairs following Ryan, Epps, uh, Ryan uh, Samsel and others. He was then at the second breach point, they call it, exterior. He remained on restricted grounds for nearly two hours. He impeded law enforcement. He was pepper sprayed twice. He put his hands on a large metal Trump sign. Not really sure where that came from, Dennis. That was then used, according to the government, as a battering ram against law enforcement officers. Um, if anyone is a candidate to face multiple charges, including felonies like obstruction of, of an official proceeding, it's Ray right up. But here he is, they wait two and a half years to charge him, a slap on the wrist, misdemeanor, uh, disorderly conduct on restricted grounds. After that, he gets a a nominal sentencing recommendation from DOJ. And yesterday, the chief judge of the D.C. District Court, an Obama appointee, of course, gave him 12 months probation, a $500 fine, and I think some community
1: service time. Wow. I I know someone. I'm, he's a personal friend, John Strand. I'm sure you're familiar with mm-hmm. him. John mm-hmm. Strand has been given years in prison, was put in solitary confinement, and did nothing. We have videos of, of him. He all he did is he entered the Capitol. And and uh, Ray Epps did all of that, and got nothing. Okay, so since he's the only one I know of, and Julie, you you would know, has anybody else been prosecuted for uh, whatever they did at the Capitol that day and gotten as little a punishment?
3: Dennis, I did a quick scan. The DOJ maintains an updated chart of all the sentences that they can brag about that had been handed down against hundreds of January 6th defendants, and I scanned that twice yesterday, and I saw a handful of defendants who got 12 months probation. Now, the charge that he pleaded guilty to, the 1752 misdemeanor, usually has resulted in extensive probation, three years, or a combination of incarceration and then supervised release. Now, DOJ recommended six months. Of course, this is all performative, Dennis. This is all performative. They don't want Ray Epps in jail for six months. They just wanted to look like the good guy. Yes. Okay. okay. All right.
1: Months. So hold on there. We got a break. I, I, need, I need to get your theory as to who Ray Epps is. Back in a moment with Julie Kelly. <music> Okay, everybody. The male female hour. And since I was off last Wednesday, it's always the second we- second hour of the Wednesday show. This is the first male female hour of the year, and that's that's caused great anxiety at the Dennis Prager show. Everybody's a little nervous. W- will Dennis pull it off? I I understand that. I understand. Another year of male-female hour, will it work? So I have a subject for today's male-female hour that can only be done the the first or second male-female hour of the year, when people are still slightly in the new year, not mood even, just era, if that's time frame, that's the better word. So here is my question. This is one of those male-female hours where you direct the conversation and then I respond as opposed to I normally direct the conversation and you respond. So here goes. Call in as soon as you can. What New Year's resolution, one, just one, what one New Year's resolution would you like your husband or your wife to make? You can tell me. you might not tell them, and that's an interesting question unto itself, why you fear telling them That's something worth investigating. But that's the issue. One8 Prager 776. 877 What, if you could have a wish fulfilled, what New Year's resolution do you wish your wife or husband would make? Let me, let me take some guesses while I w- await your calls. I wish he listened more. You think that that is a uh a resolution a fair number of wives would make. It's classic. It's it's classic. <laughs> it's classic. <laughs> I wish he would listen more. Spend more time. Spend more time together. Yeah. Just just in general together. Yeah. And what the what do you think he would make as his New Year's wanting her to make of the New Year's resolution? <laughs> Why do I think it has to do with sex? Because men don't don't want to talk about it. And or that uh, she try to look a little better, take care of herself more, that he wouldn't say, I wish she listened more. By the way, even saying what I'm saying based on so many years of doing a male-female hour and talking to so many people, it's an example of people not not confronting truths that are unpleasant. However, while I'm guessing here, and don't be influenced by my guesses, just be open. One New Year's resolution you would like your husband or your wife to make. Well... the male one they're they're both stereotypical. I wish he'd listen more and i I wish we had uh, i don't know more active sex life or I wish he would you know take care of her of herself more physically and there's a very difficult things. It's easier for her to state that than it is for him to state that, but that there there's something more important for men even than that one. And that is I wish she would make a resolution to be in a in a good mood or to be happy. I've asked men on the air and privately, would would you make the following trade? A consistently happy wife and half the amount of sex? And uh they have always said, of course I would make that trade. So don't think that that is the only thing that matters to a man. It's, it, there are many things that matter to both sexes. On the I wish he would listen issue, I wish he would listen more, I have an answer that I have often offered. Men do listen, they don't remember. And for women, that is a flaw because women remember what is said. They remember what her husband said 25 years ago. They remember what a female friend said 25 years ago. Part of the reason is that women rehearse dialogues, review dialogues in their minds and men don't. When the dialogue is over, by and large, uh, they remember the bottom line, but they don't remember what was said. Okay, let's say All right. 1-8-Prager-776, I urge you to call in because you will be helping, in effect, other couples too. What? is the New Year's resolution you wish your spouse would make. Okay. Dorina in Okanogan, Washington. The famous Dorina of Okanogan. Hello.
4: Hi. How are you today?
1: Well, thank you.
4: So my comment, I think the um, screener wrote it down do don't do what i can do tell you and do what i can't do and i don't tell you to <laughs> uh huh does that make does that make complete well
1: sense? i think it does uh but it it's a the let me review the second part and we can review both but does he, do you want him to read your mind
4: exactly Ugh.
1: we have now entered uh the realm of the impossible ladies and gentlemen this is we are now what is what was one of the disneyland lands fantasy land remember that (laughs) yes we are now in disney's fantasy (laughs) land Yeah, Sean says you're not alone in wanting that. That that is exactly the point. That's why I'm laughing. Why did I guess it that those were the words? Seriously, is that that is a, f- a female yearning, isn't it? That he knows yes. what you what you want without your having to say it. Are you still there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I
4: sure am. I yeah. I was just laughing to myself because I really believe that men are the stronger sex and that women are there to make them um
1: to make them what
4: become the fullest that they can. That women are are behind their men to make them a good man.
1: Yeah. I and agree. That
4: if they're yep. listening <laughs> it boiled back down to that listening. If they're listening when I stamp my foot, <laughs> they will know <laughs>
1: You're good. You're you're a joy. I want to ask you a question, so hold on. One eight Prager seven seven six MyPillow is excited to bring you their biggest bedding sale ever, just in time for Christmas. Get the Giza Dream Bed Sheets for as low as $29.98. A set of pillowcases, only $9.98. Rejuvenate your bed with a My Pillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. All with the biggest discounts ever. They're also extending their money back guarantee for christmas until march 1st 2024 making them the perfect gifts for your friends your family and everyone you know so go to mypillow.com and use the promo code prager or call 800-761-6302 and you'll get huge discounts on all my pillow bedding products including the giza dream bed sheets for as low as 29.98 and get all your shopping done now while quantities last MyPillow.com, promo code Prager. So my question with the new year is, what new year's resolution would you like your spouse to take? All right, so back to you, dorina uh, you're, you're obviously married, correct?
4: I am. I have to chuckle because my husband's in doing dishes right now, but I need the window fixed. <laughs>
1: Right. So, is he? Was he supposed to know that without your telling him? Because you want him to read your mind.
4: Oh yes. Oh yes, Dennis. There's the indication there. But I have a question for you. Do you feel men are oppositionally feel that way? Do you think men oppositionally feel that way? They that, like what? That what they, they want women to do, read yeah?
1: their minds.
4: Basically, I listen to Alison Armstrong on your show, and it makes a lot of sense to me.
1: Yeah, no, but I'm, I'm not sure she would say... Well, first of all, I don't think that women should expect men to read their minds. Uh, I'm not sure your women friends mm-hmm. do. Do your do your female friends read your mind?
4: Oh, I'm sure. I think when women get to chatter in, that's probably what they talk about most. Is,
1: yeah, but they're talking you about know, it. Their
4: home life.
1: Yeah, but they're talking you, about
4: it. We're speaking our mind. We are speaking yes, our mind. Yes, that's about what it, I that's I'm what ahead. I thought.
1: So uh, I, I it, it's I, it's not viable. Men, men will not read your mind. A man will not read your mind. You got to you but what we are very good at is doing what you want if you say it.
4: Yes. I I totally agree with that, but I'm thinking that throughout the matters of the day, I've been married 33 years, and matters of the day, I'm sure I have mentioned what I wanted to have done, but his choice was to do something that, that he thinks is helping me, and I really do appreciate that, but that's not high on my list. So I think that sometimes both partners are aware of what the, what, I don't want to call it an expectation, but coming to a meeting of the minds rather than of a mind, but a meeting of the minds. Come on. You, there has to be a, you know, a partnership there, whether.
1: So well, I yeah, no, nobody, no, nobody would thing. differ with that. All right. Listen, you're a joy. Thank you. Thank you for the call like to speak to her husband. Should have put him on, now that I think of it. But he's doing the dishes. In the Prager home, if Mr. Prager began doing the dishes, Mrs. Prager would have one of two reactions. One, uh, please uh, stop doing it. Or two, uh, is your brain functioning in its usual fine way or is dementia setting in i think that those would be the only two reactions she might have i actually believe it or not among home chores i i get some degree of pleasure in doing dishes uh but uh i mean there are a lot of things i i I would not enjoy Wait, so you're reminding me, sh- it's not just that he was doing the dishes, she wanted the window fixed. So maybe she didn't care if he did the dishes. Or she wanted both. Or she wanted both. Uh-huh. Okay. So he's doing the dishes and she's calling a talk show. Hey, that's a good... Complaining, that he, wasn't complaining he wasn't fixing a window. i <laughs> <reach her> mind. <laughs> All right, let's see. Joe, Phoenix, Arizona, hello. Hello. Hello.
2: Hey, uh, so uh, I'd like to take my call. She uh, says, uh, whatever I say, she wants to do the opposite.
1: Give me an example.
2: Uh, My right shoulder is killing me, and I have these, these patches to put on there to to sue them at night, and she wants to put it on the the left the left shoulder instead of the right shoulder and i said no the, the, the right one is the one that hurts, but she wants to put it on the left shoulder and so uh,
1: this is literally something that happened or or is this a uh, an analogy
2: a, a constant Whatever I wait. Say, so, re- wait.
1: Uh, uh, it is a, a little hard to to understand or, or even believe. You have pain in your right shoulder, and she wants you to put the anti pain pads on the left shoulder. Yes. I, yes. Think, I think you should do the dishes. <laughs> uh, that's, that my, that's my That's my verdict that. here. I, I, say. Say. I gotta say, I do, I I, do I'm do I'm it. baffled. I must admit, I am baffled. Uh, if I is she there? No,
2: she's at work. She's a school teacher. Uh-huh.
1: Both, Wait. So if far. I said to her, "Try to do your best here to be uh, open." If I asked her, y- "Your husband has pain in his right shoulder." Do we both agree with that? I assume she would she agree?
2: Uh, you know, no, i I felt a little something on the on the left side.
1: That's what she would say
2: yeah
1: Oh so she would even so she doesn't believe that the, that the pain is felt on the right on your right side. so
2: Dennis, I've been saying to her for, for 20 years, if you want to make a left, don't believe what you think, make a right. That'll be the right decision. and that's usually the way it is. She wants to go the other way all the time.
1: How come you're still married?
2: <laughs> because we've been married thirty five years. We have two great grand, grand we have four grandkids.
1: Uh-huh. Okay.
2: But she's been, she's been doing this. G- all, g- time. all right,
1: all right. Before before I have to break, give me a good trait she has.
2: Uh she's uh, taking over the cooking. She's a great cook. She's a great hostess. She's a great everything. She's
1: great. Wow. And <laughs> not touching. She's great. But I wish I could ask her why your husband has pain in his right shoulder and you insist it's coming from his left shoulder. <laughs> I I can't imagine the answer. Dennis Prager, this is the male female hour. If you could have your spouse live or or at least make one New Year's resolution, what would it be? Oh wow. Oh God. This is it's a riot. Huh. Well. Well, it, it 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 does follow a pattern. Uh, let's try to alternate the the sexes here. Who did I last speak to? Was it a man or a woman, Sean? It was a woman. No, you were on with a guy who said his wife is great. Oh yeah, the guy who said his wife is great. After saying that, if he says left, she says right. If he says dark, she says light. That's a, that was that uh, that was good. So we go to a woman, and let's see. Uh, Kathy in Madison, Indiana. Hello. Hi, Dennis. Hi. Thank
5: you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Okay, my point is going to be that the lady you were speaking with who said uh, about the husband reading her mind, I don't think they do that. I, I wouldn't expect it. But why do you have to ask for the same thing over and over? You say, can you help me fold these clothes? And the next time there's clothes to be folded – I would think he would say, you know what, it would might please her if I help fold those clothes, or maybe even fold the clothes if I see the basket sitting on the table. I don't know why they have to be asked again.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask Allison Armstrong that question the next time we're together on the air. Okay. Okay. So I, I'm curious. So the. If you posed that question to him, what would he say?
5: Well, first of all, admittedly, I am not married now. I have been
1: married in the past,
5: but the husband that I'm thinking of would say well you didn't i didn't know you wanted me to do that mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, what made you think I wouldn't want you to do
1: that? Well, let me ask you, do you think that uh in general?" a a marriage in in just about every arena should be fifty fifty
5: absolutely
1: absolutely okay well that might be that's that's my i'm hazarding a guess here that that that's a problem most men want a division of duty okay. Does that make sense to you? Whether they're right or wrong is not the issue, but does that make sense to you?
5: Yes, and I don't have a problem with division of duty as long as everybody understands. I think people should live by a calendar, even days and odd days. If it's odd days, I do the dishes. All right, so
1: again, but you're back, and I'm not at all critical. I'm I'm really just clarifying. You're back to your vision of a 50-50 marriage.
5: Well, that's true. That's true.
1: Yeah. Well, all right, listen, thank you. I've done I've done that. I'll do it again certainly sometime this year. The notion of the 50-50 marriage. It's uh it's it, where it works, all I could say is more power to the couple. I'm I have my agenda is that people have good marriages. If If 50-50 works for you, then of course do it. My sense is, and I'm speaking absolutely as a man here, that there's a certain demasculinization involved in 50-50. Men generally want men's work and women to do women's work. And women may chafe at that, and that's fine. I'm not even saying, I'm not defending it, but it's worth noting that men want their arena of specialization, as it were, where they can excel, and they want you to have your arena of specialization. Yeah, that's worthy of an hour. We'll, we'll do that. 877 243 Back in a moment.
3: Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now, 800-702-5400.
0: Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states.
2: Take out the papers and the trash. Or you don't get no spending cash. If you don't spill that kitchen floor, you ain't gonna rock and roll no more. Yaggity! Don't talk
1: back. Just
0: finish cleaning up your room.
1: Let's see that. I knew this would provoke interesting talk. How could it not? And that is if you would have your spouse make one New Year's resolution, what would it be? That's a very interesting issue. Of the fifty-fifty one, the fifty-fifty issue. Take that up again at some male-female male, hour. So we go to a man now. Atlanta, Georgia. Pat. Hello.
6: Hello, Dennis.
1: Hi. Uh, when
6: you were supposing some uh, um, <clears throat> wishes or. Uh, you had set up the one, uh, I wish you would listen more. And my immediate reaction was, I wish you would talk less. Whoa! And that's a little, I'm being a little facetious there. Uh, Uh but, um, you know, um, I think men when, when they work all day and they come home, uh, me, for example, I, I get worded out. I've only got a, I don't know five thousand words a day or something like that, and I need to I need to decompress. And so when I come in, I don't want to hear everything at hundred miles an hour. Just give me, uh, you know, forty five
1: minutes to uh, uh, re energize myself, and then I can go for it. But uh, so uh, that sounds reasonable. So why don't you just say, honey, I need forty five minutes to decompress from work when I get home, and then I'm all yours. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, so, we did that. So and what so happened? It's, so it's worked. Yeah, oh, it's worked. oh, great. But so I, wait a so, minute. So I she was, doesn't have to take the resolution.
6: Um, she still has to take the resolution because <laughs> I don't want to be up all night. You know, and, and the other part. Okay, so you think point.
1: that she still talks too much?
6: I just want to get to the point. You know, I mean, it's sometimes she. Yeah. You know, oh, we went to lunch and Joan said this, and she was wearing this cutest outfit and. She had this oh, blah, 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 blah.
1: <laughs> this is a classic yeah. male female difference. Yeah. The, the details. The women are yeah. into details. Yeah. And I don't yeah, say yeah. that at all negatively. I'm 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 merely describing the the, the two sexes. Thank you. <laughs> oh god. There are times during male female hour where I don't marvel at the issues people have. I marvel at the fact that there were good marriages <laughs> the sexes were so different uh the, just for one macro moment that was one of the there were two revelations to me that in in early in my life that I was not a leftist i still thought i was a liberal but i i i i made the distinction extremely early in life one was they didn't hate communism so therefore I could not be a member of any group that didn't hate evil, and the other was that they said men and women are basically the same, and though I I had no sister uh, and not no really meaningful uh, girlfriend relationship, I knew that was bunk, I mean really big time, how much so I didn't realize that's why one of the reasons I don't believe. I mean, the, there's a biological reason I, I know I don't believe. I know you cannot become a, a member of the other sex. It's not possible for a man to become a woman or a woman to become... It's not possible. You can look like it, you can think it, but you are not it. And uh, one of the... But but that's a biological fact. There's another fact. We have different brains and we think differently. Does Does a... Does a trans woman, a man who says he is a woman, does he find things better than he did when he was a man? I'm I'm being cute, but uh, there's a lot of truth to that. Women find things better than men do. My classic example is I couldn't find my uh, my tablet uh, in a hotel room somewhere in the country. And I called my wife back in L.A. and said, "Do you have any idea where I might have put it?" And she told it to me, "Exactly. Look under the sheet in the bed that the housekeeping made." And that's where it was. OK, let's see. So that was a man, and we go to a woman. and Marie, hello, Marie.
7: Hello, hello.
1: You're in Michigan. Hi.
7: Yes, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Hi, hi. Go ahead. Okay, so I would like my husband to be communicative. He is the silent treatment type, and we've been married almost 60 years, and we're 80 years old, and he um, has never listened to anything I said. Like, you know, a
8: suggestion. In
1: 60 years, he has never listened to anything you said. No. That's an achievement. <laughs> that's, yeah, not
7: that,
1: right? that's not easy. That's Why did you stay married?
7: Well, I'm Catholic. I have a beautiful family. I, he came from a beautiful family. I came from a beautiful family. And my mother told me um, when she found out about my situation, she said, you'll have to build your own life. And that's what I've done. I mean, I, I have friends. Um, lots of friends i I go to church a lot if you go,
1: weren't Catholic, would you have divorced
7: um i don't know because um i I do like the security it 's not like i 'm a freeloader. I did work twenty nine years at u of m um and i just um well i i um look at the good goodness in him, and I talk to Jesus and I tell him, Help me with this man, so he helps me
1: Hmm did you did you two ever go to marital therapy
7: oh yes many times about five times
1: uh-huh.
7: uh, the first time we went we were married five years had three babies and the priest said um he talked to me and then he talked to my husband and then he talked to us together and he said um, he is angry with his mother and blaming it on you and then he said I'll go and love each other now how do you do that so so it just you know oh, I had so much I was so busy I was very close to his mother she's a wonderful person
1: and wow um, what a story another one of my examples of everyone has a fascinating biography in the hands of the right biographer back in a moment
2: this, honey do that I've got you a list
6: Stay
1: on track. Male-female hour, second of the day. hour on Wednesday shows. What New Year's resolution would you like your spouse to make? Chris, Scottsdale, Arizona, hello.
2: Hey, Dennis, how you doing?
1: Well, thank you.
8: Well, I don't know to make a resolution or not, but I thought, I'm going to ask Dennis, because he's a common-sense guy, and I thought, you know, my wife enjoys a beer a day, uh, maybe a second one sometimes, and I thought, well, geez, is that too much? I don't know. So I look online. There's not really much to find about that, and I find that the CDC, who I have definite lack of regard for, says that. Males should not consume more than 14 drinks a day, and females should not, or 14 drinks a week, excuse me. Yeah, males, uh, that sounds... Females should, <laughs> yeah, females should not consume more than seven drinks a week. Average of one a day, no more than three in a... In a well, in so, a so
1: are they're saying that on the basis of health.
8: Yeah, I guess. Right, so. but I, I assume
1: that well. you're... You're troubled by behavior that's induced by the beer, but I can't believe one beer induces troubling behavior.
8: No, no, not at all. And so so I, why do you I, care so.
1: if she drinks one one beer a day? Well, I, I probably shouldn't. That's yeah. the point. you're, you're right.
8: Let, let's, let's just say, Dennis, if it went 10 in a week.
1: You know, uh, Ten in a week is day. one one and a half a day. I, I think uh, you should uh, you should thank God that that's your biggest problem with your wife.
8: Amen to that. Okay,
1: <laughs> let's hope I helped. <laughs> All right, let me summarize your calls as we don't have much time. Don't hang up or I lose what you wanted to say. In Illinois, uh, let's see, Grays Lake. Christopher, I wish she would stop clutter around the house too much stuff. I how how prevalent that is an issue and for which sex or both? Uh Crown Point, Indiana, Bill, I wish she would stop bugging me to do something. Yeah That's that's not an, a rare lament. I'm not I'm not saying it's valid or invalid, I'm just noting that. Interesting Patrick in Arkansas, I would like my wife to make more female friends. I think that uh, that's that's very important to have same-sex friends. What I would have asked him if we had the time is why does it matter to you and I, I would be very interested all right folks we continue on the Dennis Prager show <laughs> Hey everybody, Dennis Prager here. Welcome to, or welcome back to the show. University of Michigan won the, uh, was it the championship? Championship. Huh? Yeah, in in, uh, football. And uh, they defeated Washington. They won another prize, more important actually. They have the, what is it, the most... DEI administrators of any of any they might
6: we don't know for sure but it's but, I don't know who would be Uh-huh
1: the, the we don't know who tops them DEI is a is of course diversity equity inclusion it has nothing to do with academics nothing whatsoever you learn nothing from it you it it is uh, Every moment devoted to it is a waste of a student's time, waste of a student's money. It is just a way to make the university more left-wing, to indoctrinate kids more. That's it. You know, it's interesting. You see how, many, how often one line from a, a speech I gave to Moms for Liberty it uh, it is requoted by all those who attacked me and Prager You. Yeah. So I said, so I said something to the effect What does indoctrinate mean? I assume it means to bring a doctrine. In that sense, we indoctrinate. And so the left has gone with this Prager U indoctrinates. Who are they to complain that we're indoctrinating? In the history of any society, has any school ever not taught a doctrine? Is there such a thing? Can you be doctrine free? Isn't the doctrine that there is moral truth a doctrine? Isn't the idea that that there is scientific truth a doctrine? Isn't tolerance a doctrine? Isn't intellectual curiosity a doctrine? There's no such thing as doctrine free education. Nor should there be. Nor should there be. Well, there can't be. It, it doesn't, the whole system is based on a doctrine. It is a doctrine that you should learn history. Why well, learn history? It's not happening now. Well, here's a doctrine history matters. That's a doctrine. So th- that they use that line from this talk that I gave to Moms for Liberty, you know as, as the recipient of a massive amount of attacks, none of which keep me up at night, by the way, I, I and mean, I, I'm, I'm very aware of the attacks because I have a Google search every day on my name. And what is done is this. And it is not just done to me; it is done to every conservative figure in the country, any every you know major or or well known figure, obviously what they do is they wait to find one line in the course of all of what you say. I have probably spoken. I don't know, a million sentences? I I would love to have it. What do you think? All right, let's just work with a million, right? Out of the million, about six or eight have been chosen from all of my life's work. Radio, speeches, columns, and they're recycled by every attack on me. Most recently, 35 professors who said I should not have been invited to Arizona State University to speak. This happened uh, last year, in the spring, and it got national attention, including a big article on it in the Wall Street Journal. So they recycle the same things. Dennis Prager said, it's, the left has made it impossible uh, to use the N-word, that's, that's disgusting, or that's awful, whatever I said. As if my desire is to use the N-word. They drop the entire context. Context is everything in life. Like, so-and-so killed somebody. Yeah, well, was it in self-defense? Or was it an act of aggression, like a, a mugging? That's relevant, is it not? It's, you, you might as well say, my, my late dad, uh, he, he transported killers to the Pacific. He did. He, tra- he was an officer on a transport ship bringing Marines, for example, to the islands leading up to an invasion of Japan but they these people were defending America and defending Asians what the Japanese did to Asians was is horrific is Nazi like so why did I ever say that sentence Because I was reading, I was defending Harry Truman from charges of anti-Semitism. And I said, you have to distinguish between people's behavior and speech. And I read from David McCullough's Pulitzer Prize winning biography of Harry Truman, where Truman wrote in a on a postcard or in a letter back to his wife Bess uh, Bessie or Bess excuse me Bess uh, in, back in Missouri when he went to New York hello here i am in kike town kike is the is essentially the n-word for jews but i could say kike and i am saying it right now am i defending its use of course not I'm giving you a citation from David McCullough. David McCullough also spelled out the N-word because he would use that in letters to Bess. But I can't say that word like I can say the word kike. And a guy called me and said, why can you say kike but you can't say the N-word? And I said, that's ridiculous. What the, the left has made it impossible. And then I said, it's despicable to call a black person that word. But it doesn't mean that you can't use, but I added, and it is, you can you can hear it. It's despicable to call a black person that word. So all we get, like from these professors, don't listen to Dennis Prager. He wants to use the N-word. I just devoted a fair amount of time to responding to, I oh, was at the Arizona Education Department. And they had sent me could you please explain the context of all these comments? That's that's how it works. So they they took the indoctrinate comment, that was another one. See? Prager you admits Prager himself admits they're there to indoctrinate when I specifically said I'm using the term as giving over a doctrine. The left uses doctrines. America is systemically racist. It's a left-wing doctrine. Okay, just as one of many, many examples. Uh, All right, This this is where we've gotten to. You'll be happy to know that, I don't even know if my producer knows this, U.S. border agents are told to, to use preferred pronouns. Yeah. You, you remember that?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> an internal memo instructs Customs and Border Protection agents not to assume an illegal immigrant's gender identity. The Biden regime, and I've never used that term. I've always said administration. The Biden regime is truly despicable. I mean, this is sick stuff, my friends. Do you think one out of a thousand of these people know what the hell the guy is talking about? What, even in perfect Spanish, what is your preferred pronoun? Don't assume their gender identity. The Biden administration has instructed U.S. Customs and Border Protection agents to not use gendered pronouns such as he, him, she, and her when dealing with the public. Let's let all the people who want to come into the country come in but don't refer to them as him or her. Wow. The guidance from the Department of Homeland Security asks CBP staff, CBP is Customs and Border Protection, to use gender-neutral language and the self-identified pronouns and name of any members of the public they interact with. Do not, that's capitalized, D-O-N-O-T, do not use he, him, or her, or she pronouns until you have more information about the individual. So what does it mean? You can't assume you look at somebody? That's my guideline. If I look at you and I'm quite certain that it's he or she, I do it. You might look, you might even be a trans but why you should tell me is a sort of a totalitarian type thing. If you if you have a beard, I will call you a man. I will say he. The fact that you also wear a skirt is, is your way of saying to society there's no such thing as male or female. But if you make every effort to look like the other sex, dress like the other sex, have the other sex's name, I'm not going to inquire, what were you born? What are you biologically? You know, you look like a woman, I'll call you she. You look like a man, I'll call you he. That's the way it should work. I can't, I'm not going to wait for you to tell me, oh, I have a beard, but call me she. Why? Why? The memo notes that it is generally talking about, quote, individuals who identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, or questioning, intersex, non-binary, and gender nonconforming. What, 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 what does that have to do with lesbian and gay? You have a problem identifying a, a woman who's a lesbian as woman? It's a, You know, I asked this so many years ago, what was the T doing in LGBT? Remember that? Yeah. Years and years ago. <sighs> well, anyway, you'll be happy to know that our Border Patrol agents are not violating any of the rules to, of wokeness. Here's a here's a story for you. AI girlfriends are ruining an entire generation of men. That's in the Hill, which is not a uh, not where you'd expect it. Apparently, millions of men. Do you believe that? Do you believe the numbers? I find it hard to believe. Well, let's see if it says that. Actually, oh, I think. That might have been from memory. I hope I'm wrong. The rise of virtual artificial intelligence girlfriends is enabling the silent epidemic of loneliness in an entire generation of young men. It is also having severe consequences for America's future. How is something that seems so ridiculous, a virtual AI girlfriend, artificial intelligence, Causing a future crisis among Americans. Well, here, uh, I was right. With millions of users. Now, users is not the same as having an AI girlfriend. So, So, I don't know. Apps have created virtual girlfriends that talk to you, love you, allow you to live out your erotic fantasies and learn through data, exactly what you like and what you don't like, creating the perfect relationship. Yeah. Uh, These virtual girlfriends can even be based on real people. One influencer created an AI bot of herself named Karen, C-A-R-Y-N, then gained over 1,000 users, uh, that is real boyfriends, in less than a week and a wait list of more than 15,000 people. I guess there's a wait list because she has to program them, but I don't know why there's a wait list. They are real boyfriends. No, no, no. You mean that they're AI boyfriends interacting with AI girlfriends? No, 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 no. Okay, Sean, it's a rare moment that you have decided not to identify with the ill uh, i'm sorry you're 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 so you're so normal that it's troubling an ai girlfriend might sound enticing you get to connect with a super hot girl who listens to you and appreciates you 24/7 beyond choosing physical attributes down to the size of her rear end you can pick her personality You prefer hot, funny, and bold, that's what she will be. Or if cute, shy, and modest is more your cup of tea, she's got you covered. These are real attributes you can have your AI girlfriend embody. And to be clear, these aren't cookie-cutter chatbot interactions. By definition, the AI learns from your reactions and is capable of giving you exactly what you want to hear or see every single time, and they have come at just the right time to assuage the silent epidemic of loneliness that is hitting this generation of young men. More than 60% of young men ages 18 to 30 are single, compared to only 30% of women the same age. So double the number of men are single, double the percentage, between 18 and 30 one in five men reports not having a single close friend wow well, we'll continue <laughs> so thousands or millions i don't know i don't know the number of men are having relationships i assume they're paying with artificial intelligence girlfriends. Boy, we, uh, we live in a world, you know, remember Brave New World? What is it, Aldous Huxley? Mm-hmm. Scary book. This is beyond stuff he imagined. More than 60% of young men ages 18 to 30 are single compared to only 30% of women in the same age group. 1 in 5 men report not having a single close friend a number that has quadrupled in the last 30 years the amount of social engagement with friends dropped by 20% by excuse me by 20 hours per month over the pandemic and is still decreasing that's astonishing the amount of social engagement with friends has dropped by 20 hours a month. So that's almost an hour a day. These young men are lonely and it is having real consequences. They are choosing AI girlfriends over real women, meaning they don't have relationships with real women, don't marry them, and then don't have, don't have and. Hmm and then don't have then don't raise babies with them america desperately needs people to have more babies but all the signs are pointing toward fewer relationships fewer marriages and fewer babies there have been 600,000 fewer births in 2023 in the us relative to 15 years ago did you did you hear that 600,000 fewer births in 2023 than in 2008. That's frightening. The number of children per woman has decreased by more than 50% in the last 50 years. Well, what do you think of that, folks? The great benefits of progressive thought like feminism on young people 50 years ago 50, so 50, 60 60 years ago 60 year what was 60 years ago uh, 60 from 24 is 64 1964 year after kennedy died was killed the number of children per woman has decreased by more than 50% Hey, they of feminism. is a catastrophic idea. Every progressive idea has been catastrophic. Put another way, we don't have enough people to work, and therefore we won't be able to pay our bills, not just to other countries, but to ourselves. We spent more than $1.6 trillion in 2021 on Medicare and Medicaid, with the number of Americans on Medicare expected to increase by 50% by 2030, To more than 80 million people. But over the same period, we will have only 10 million more Americans joining the workforce. Uh, Another thing I have warned all of my life, but not just me, I mean, believe me, I, I, I learned this from others. There comes a point where you can't pay out these things. And I blame the American people as much as I blame politicians. Politicians who want to raise the age of Social Security because we're living so much longer today than when Social Security was invented. Was it Franklin Roosevelt's era? Was that that when Social Security began? Yeah. We're living so much longer. Then you... You, you died within a year of 65 you could afford Social Security. Now people live 25 years more and and nobody is there to to produce the money to pay them pay for them. There is no socialist leftist idea that works, not one. They can work for a period of time, and then you delude yourself, but they don't work. Okay, we return. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives,